This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Wednesday, January 30th, 2019. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. If you're currently running around the house scrambling to get the kids off to school, chill out. They're delayed for another two hours today, and it was a regularly scheduled early dismissal. Schools will be dismissing at regular time today. There was an interesting case that we were following involving Emily Tier of Pasadena. Now, she is the daughter of the former police chief for Anne Arundel County, and she was involved in a serious accident last February that ended up killing one of her friends, Hannah Dilda of Pasadena. At the time, police said that they did expect alcohol was a contributing factor to the accident, and nothing happened in the courts until recently when a grand jury indicted her on felony misdemeanor vehicle manslaughter. Yesterday, she did plead guilty, and under a plea agreement approved by former state's attorney West Adams. She received a two-year sentence with all but 90 days suspended, five years of supervised probation, and 100 hours of community service. Her father, James Tier, was the county police chief between 2007 and 2012. Yesterday morning, there was a joint press conference between Historic Annapolis and the city of Annapolis down at the Market House. And this is to unveil the new and latest vision for City Dock, which is going to be guided by the Urban Land Institute recommendations. Buckley addressed the crowd of over 100, saying that the plan is the city's new, quote, gold standard. Some takeaways from the report is it recommends maintaining the size and scale of the buildings along City Dock, which means that the proposed hotel should be within the same size or scale of the building that is presently there. They want to create a park to link the market house with the water, establish a remote parking program, and hire a resilience officer, whatever the hell that is. Eileen Fogarty, who is a former city planning and zoning director, and Jim Reed, who is a retired real estate executive, are leading an action committee which will help implement the report's recommendations. Buckley announced at the conference that he has intentions of purchasing the Captain William Burtis house, which is currently the Sailing Hall of Fame, and would like to see recreational paddleboarding or kayak rentals out of there. He also talked about taking away some parking down there at City Dock to install a temporary beach, bocce ball courts, as well as other activities on or near the water. The Urban Land Institute report does suggest that the Harbor Master's Office be relocated to the Burtis House and also to expand the structure to include a museum. And we have heard that the Annapolis Maritime Museum and Park is interested in that building as well. One of the final recommendations of the report was that the city to expand the marina near the Burtis House, which is the one down at the end of City Dock, to accommodate large yachts and other boats. This does seem to be in direct conflict with the meeting that Harvey Blonder and Peter Fallat had about the hotel on City Dock, and it remains to be seen what comes of this latest study. Mayor Buckley is getting ready to name Mitchell Stevenson of Edgewater as the city's newest public information officer. She will be replacing Susan O'Brien, who left to work for Maryland Comptroller Peter Francho on January 4th. Currently, Stevenson is the director of marketing at a company called Measuring Success in Washington, D.C. And prior to that, she was the chief of staff for Maryland State Senator Cheryl Kagan, a former Capitol community columnist for South County and editor for the defunct Edgewater Davidsonville Patch and founder and editor of a local community website, not too dissimilar from my on Annapolis called the South River Source. In 2014, she did run for delegate in District 30B unsuccessfully as a Democrat and lost to Republican Seth Howard. It is expected that Stevenson is going to start her job with the city on February 4th. 
House Speaker Michael Bush is working with a group to explore causes of poverty in the state and a potential solution. In a statement, Bush said thousands of Maryland families work hard, pay taxes, and consistently find themselves falling further and further behind each year. We need to create opportunity and pathways to the middle class for all Marylanders. He did say that members of the committee will investigate issues including employment, housing, food security, transportation, and health care. And they are going to focus particularly on families that are not consistently eligible for government assistance. Maryland is no longer number one. They are not the top state in the country with the highest ratio of millionaire households. The state has had the number one spot since 2010, but the 2018 data shows that it slipped to the number four position. The new top state is New Jersey, which has 8.95% millionaires of their population. Coming in number two is Washington, D.C., and number three is Connecticut. Maryland wraps out at number four with 8.85%, which means there are 200,074 households with more than a million dollars in investable assets in the state of Maryland. For the record, mine is not one of them. And just a quick update on the federal shutdown or the remnants of the federal shutdown. Federal workers who were furloughed during the partial government shutdown can expect to be paid by Thursday. Employees will receive one payment that covers both missed pay periods from December 22nd through January 19th. And back pay that covered December 22nd to the 31st will be included in the 2019 W-2s. President Trump and Speaker Pelosi also got together and came up with a date for the State of the Union, and that is February. 5th. That is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. We never know what's going to come down the pike. Check out that top link in our show notes and see all the different ways that you can connect with us. Give us a recommendation to your friends and your colleagues. And if you're someplace where you can leave a rating or a review, please do that. Other than that, you need to hang tight for about a minute because we've got George Young with a frigid, frigid forecast. There is a diamond of diamonds. And as you'd expect, it's from the De Beers Group, benefiting from over 130 years of diamond expertise. Only 14 diamond tears in the world are allowed to touch them. Its name? Forevermark. And only one jeweler between Annapolis and Washington has it. Zachary's. Not only is it a beautiful and rare diamond, it's a diamond with a story of responsible sourcing, Supporting women and girls in diamond-producing areas around the world through education, health care, professional training, and other programs. So when you give a Forevermark diamond, you're not just giving, you're giving back. Zachary's and Forevermark, a jeweler and a jewel. Online at Zachary'sJewelers.com. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Wednesday, January 30th. Yesterday's storm was never meant to be much more than what it turned out to be, but it was admittedly a bit underwhelming for much of Anne Arundel County in terms of overall snowfall, which was very little for Annapolis and Point South, and not much more than a half inch or so for even the northern portion of the county, though points nearby did see one to two inches in places like Columbia, Ellicott City, and Catonsville. But the real story is both the overnight refreeze causing slick roadways this morning, 
and moving forward, the very cold air that after today's low 30s with windy skies gusting to 40 plus miles per hour will bring low temps of 0 to 10 degrees tomorrow morning with wind chills near or below zero and high temps on Thursday of only 15 to 20 degrees. And after that, Friday looks like another day of cold highs only in the 20s with an increasing chance of light snowfall as an Alberta Clipper-style piece of energy moves out of Canada and cuts across the area quickly with what will likely be some light fluffy snow on the order of 1 to 3 inches, probably in the p.m. hours on Friday. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there despite the cold, windy conditions, and be sure to get our free app, on all of your devices by searching for DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Stores, and also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and on our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather-informed. Imagine your child saying, Guess what I learned in school today? At St. Andrews, it happens every day. We asked Emma and Lawson why. We grow winter greens in our garden to make smoothies. Second graders are the chicken checkers, and our eighth graders take care of our goats. Our classes are the perfect size, which means we get to know each other well. And our teachers know us. Visit St. Andrews Day School's Open House, Friday, March 8th from 9 to 11 a.m. Or call 410-266-0952 for a tour. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, eyeonannapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.